I hate Christmas. <gasps> what? 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 And and I hate poetry. Oh. <laughs> Who hurt you as a child? Here we go. Um, this is the Christmas one, isn't it, Charlie? This is this is the Christmas one. We have um, we have quite a few guests with us today. Yeah, we have the wonderful uh, Maggie Boyer with us again, uh, regular guest on this show. How are you doing, Maggie? Always happy to be here. Always better when I'm here. That's true. Yeah, awesome. Great. We love it when you're here too. We have Rachel Ferguson from. Uh, she's not from Tokyo, but she's currently in Tokyo, which is amazing dedication. Thank you for joining oh, our show. Thank you. Um, how would you describe yourself? So you're a poet. You're a mum. Those are some two pretty full time jobs. Yeah, I also I have some some full time jobs. Also, poetry is more of a, something I try and do when I have some time. Yeah. Um. Um. And uh, I, I'm not prepared for how to to describe myself whatsoever. <laughs> um, it, today, today I'll be a poet. Um, tomorrow I'll be doing a lot of other things that have nothing to do with poetry. That's amazing. That's uh, yeah, it's like a second life you lead. That's interesting. <laughs> and we have Tom and Lulu from Poetry to Your Ears, which is another poetry podcast. Um, Thought we'd invite the enemy for Christmas, you know. But it's like playing football in World War One, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> certainly a good example. Yeah, exactly. I, I, there was a little dig we did in one of the episodes where all the sort of poetry podcasts talk like this. You know, it's poetry. Relax your mind. Turn your white us. noise machine on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, and I love it. It's relaxing, isn't it, Charlie? We've been listening to a lot of like Christmas chill beats and stuff at the minute. So yeah, I love all that stuff. So welcome to the show, guys. Yeah, welcome Glad to the to, show. Yeah, we're Glad happy to, to be here. Have you on? Little I do truce. like your name of your podcast as well, Poetry to Your Ears. It's a nice, it's a nice name, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Thank you. Cheers. And it's, exactly. it, yeah, it, especially the, the voices, you know, mm. sort of turns you on when you listen to it a bit, you know? Yeah. yeah. Straight when to we, your ears. When we first started the first episode, we were going for that tone for sure, right? We were going for like to deliver some good poetry in a really like yeah. agreeable way. And I think since we've had guests on the podcast and we've been interviewing people, we kind of loosened up a little bit, I think. But yes, we're, yeah. we're very loose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, um, we're going to start with some Christmas cracker poetry. I found these on a, There was a thread on allpoetry.com uh, where people were sharing Christmas haikus. You know, so some of us watch I'd- porn, Charlie. And some of us go on allpoetry.com. We live di- very different <laughs> lives, don't we? We do lead very different <laughs> lives. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, carry on. Twinkling young eyes. <clears throat> Twinkling young eyes. Sneak a peek at gifts galore. Too bad they aren't yours. So this is what came down the chimney. Santa lost his belt. His pants came down the chimney next. His high knee mooned. <laughs> nice. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, Tom, do you want to take this one? Yeah. Mummy, that's Santa. You should not touch him that way. What if Daddy sees? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I actually played Santa yesterday or the day before. Did you? Yeah. He did a really good job as well. <laughs> I was Charlie, just, oh, amazing. Charlie mentioned last year. He was like, "What do I even tell kids as Santa?" <laughs> because, like, you know, yeah. Do people follow Santa on TikTok? Like, what? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> How do people interact with Santa? <laughs> yeah, well, they don't sit on your knee or your lap anymore these days, right? No. Oh, do no. they not? Like, no. no, it's like, really? go and sit next to, go and sit on this box and <laughs> talk to me. And, uh, That's yeah, awkward. You just, yeah. you just, 
Do you just uh, chat to the kids, you know? What do you want for Christmas, you know? And they answer PS5. Yeah. They say Pokemon or PS5, basically. Yeah. The young ones, they're really scared of him. Yeah. I'm so oh. surprised they don't sit on your lap. Yeah. When, did, when did that change? When was that? Where was I for that meeting? I don't know, but I, you know, I, I like dressed up in the garb and then they were like, yeah, don't let them sit on your lap. So, so I was like, okay. That seems like a lot of work. <laughs> when I did it, it was like the parents had to request oh, it, you did it to be able to. Yeah. This was this was like I'm to- this is like six years ago though, so it was a little while ago. Mm. But yeah, um, but like babies and stuff, they would give me, you know, I'd, I'd hold babies and things. But yeah, mm. yeah, um, that's better. Uh, trust you, my baby, my fragile newborn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rachel, what 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 happens in Tokyo? What what's the Santa situation there? Um. It's funny you say that. Actually, I, I use Santa as a, a manipulation tool from about mid-November, and um, nice. I said to my <laughs> to my kids last year something about, "Well, you should be really lucky because most kids in Japan don't get Santa." And they went, "Why?" Oh fuck! Um, yeah. What do I say? Just he doesn't like Japanese children, yeah. or you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had to backpedal really, really quickly. They're all bad. Yeah, <laughs> they've been bad. <laughs> um, and therefore, he doesn't come. That's it. That's it. Because when they when, mm. when they ask, "Is is Santa real or is anything real?" I always say, "It's real if you believe in it." Mm. Also, they they don't have chimneys in Japan, right? They don't, as much in the we do, have, we do all have balconies, so that's how I get around that one. Right. That must be awkward at school. If your children will say talking about Santa, and yeah, I don't know. I they haven't mentioned anything. They haven't mentioned anything about school. I think kids are quite savvy, and they know that um, you know if they admit too quickly about something um, not being real, it might just stop happening. So I think, like you know, subconsciously they probably know, but they just want to enjoy the feeling of um, mm. the feeling of believing. So. I actually think that my son, who's four, knows, and my my daughter, who's six, doesn't, um, <clears throat> because she probably just trusts me more than he does, which is a bit worrying. But um, <laughs> but anyway, they'll they'll have some presents. But it's going to be we've written a letter so that Santa comes two days early because we're going to be on a beach for Christmas, and I really can't be bothered bringing everything <laughs> down. <laughs> so um, yeah, fair you know, enough. Fair Santa enough. doesn't come on beaches. There's no chimney. There's no balcony there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, at least we made it relevant, guys. The poem literally was saying, Mummy, that's Santa. You should not touch him that way. As in, you can't go on his lap. What if Daddy sees? So, well done. Yeah. We kept it relevant. (laughs) Who wants to do Christmas Santa? Is Lulu, do you want to give it a go? Yeah. Ho, ho, off you go. There is Santa in the snow. Fell off the roof. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh it's like i just want to like edit a super mario sound in there of like dying, <laughs> like falling off the thing Dom. Oh, <laughs> amazing. uh and the last mm. one is december 23rd maggie you give it a go because you've got a nice voice this one is december 23rd chestnuts roasting on a hot open fire roaring santa was early Cool. Okay. We had a we had a bit of a plan today, and I hope this is still the plan, Dylan. Otherwise, I'm going to make a big ass of myself. Um, <laughs> we <laughs> we thought with with each of the poems today, we could sort of, as well as analysing and just talking about them, to actually like, is it a Christmas poem 
or is it not a Christmas poem? Like the Die Hard debate. That's yes. what I was. Yes, exactly. guys. That's exactly. literally what I voice messaged Charlie saying. It's like <laughs> literally that. what he did. Yeah, it's not really? a Christmas <laughs> film. It just isn't. Yeah, Dylan, Dylan's like it's so annoying. It's like it's so annoying. People like think Die Hard's a Christmas film, and it's not. And like some people can't have Christmas until Hans Gruber's fallen off a building. <laughs> it's wrong. <laughs> so, do you want to introduce the title of the poem and the poet for us, Charlie? Uh, our first poem today is called "At Nine of the Night" by Charles Causley, and uh, yeah, I really like this one. "At Nine of the Night" by Charles Causley. At nine of the night I opened my door that stands midway between more and more. And all around me, silver bright, I saw that the world had turned to white. Thick was the snow on field and hedge, and vanished was the river sedge, where the winter skilfully had wound, a shining scarf without a sound. And as I stood and gazed my fill, a stable boy came down the hill. With every step I saw him take, flew at his heel a puff of flake. His brow was whiter than the hoar, a beard of freshest snow he wore, and round about him snowflake starred, a red horse blanket from the yard. In a red cloak I saw him go, his back was bent, his step was slow, and as he laboured through the cold, he seemed a hundred winters old. I stood and watched the snowy head, the whiskers white, the cloak of red. Merry Christmas, I heard him cry. The same to you, old friend said I. Mm. Right. Thoughts, guys? What do we think? I love it. I mean, I feel like, yeah, it's beautiful. It started as like a beautiful winter poem. I wouldn't have like, mm. Christmas. But then immediately you get that Santa talk. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm. But, but guys, I do feel like it's sort of diehardy. I feel like they've put that Merry Christmas dialogue <laughs> in there. You know what I mean? To keep it topical. Yeah, yeah, maybe. It's not a two-hour movie, so, True. like, you know, they got to add some extra dialogue and die hard, you know, things like Feel that. Honest, Maggie, to me, it feels like a two-hour movie, most poems, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's ambiguous, right? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. it is yeah, ambiguous. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. That's why I chose it. <laughs> is it Santa? Is it yeah. Santa? Because... What does it say? It says a stable boy. A stable boy came down the hill. Yeah, yeah. is Santa a stable boy? Maybe he was. I, 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 well, yeah, that's the thing. And Origin story. It's almost like the, the, the stable boy ages as he walks <laughs> through the snow. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, he sort of starts to grow a beard of snow. I right? think that's then, more his neighbor yeah. he's talking about. You know, I mean, it mm. says neighbor, but just, uh, yeah, I quite like that. Oh, is there? I feel like it's that. That Christmas Eve, like, belief, that, like, willingness for suspended disbelief. You Mm. see your neighbor and you see see the red cloak of the stable boy and you have that moment where you're like, is that that Santa? And you're oaking that, like, Christmassy childlike wonder or, like, suspended disbelief. I really like the ambiguity in it. It's, um... It reminds me of a children's book by Eric Carle, you know, the, the illustrator that did the very hungry caterpillar. And it's called, oh, yes. it's called Dream <laughs> Snow. Of course, it's really beautiful because it says illustration. Um, but it's, it's a, a, a Santa-like man. Uh, he's feeding his animals and they sort of go up in um, ascending order of, of, of numbers. There's like one horse and 
and two cows and then three pigs and things like that. And it's just a really subtle book. It uh, At the end, there's like a, there's a tree, which is just a regular tree, not a Christmas tree, no decorations. And there's some presents there at the very end. So it's very much a Christmas book, but it doesn't mention Christmas once, doesn't mention Santa once, but there's a Santa-like figure in it. And the kids kind of know, but I like that. I like that it that it's, um, it's subtle enough to read over and over without getting absolutely bloody sick off by Christmas time with like the heavy cheesy yeah. Christmas yeah. message and, and it reminded me a lot of this poem mm, that's awesome I like that mm. I've uh, I've got a complete different visual for this I sort of see it as this like post-apocalyptic world <laughs> right like oh as soon gosh. as I saw right hang on hang, hang, hang on I've got reasons for this okay like the way it says I saw the world had turned to white and you, you would imply snow but I would imply like disaster like you know in, like you see like your vision going to white as a way you know like that's how you see death right and <laughs> it's Charlie's face I, I, got, I got to look away while I explain myself I just myself. don't know where you're going I just yeah covered in ash from destruction it literally says thick was the snow on the field and hedge <laughs> I agree Rachel I'm just trying to give Dylan a little <laughs> thank bit you. okay thank you yeah throwing him this I yeah. imagine a world where it was Christmas every day. Like it's a horror movie where that wish came true and there's been this sort of new ice age, climate change type of thing. And at the end, there's the only, the stable boy's one of the only people left and he's literally crying a Merry Christmas. He's literally crying it. He seemed a hundred winters old. I mean, <laughs> oh, could exactly, that be a vision exactly. of him? He aged through this tragedy. Yes, mm. exactly. A hundred winters old the as well. Yeah. The radiation poisoning just mm. sucked it right out of him. Yeah. yeah, that could be the cloak of red as well. Oh, Thank that, you, mate. Is that mm. a psychosis? Like, he's imagining someone and he just feels really lonely yes. for the winter. Like, he's just lost in the snow. I mean, if, if yeah. you've seen Snowpiercer, oh, yeah. freezing the movie or the yeah. series, then, you know, the, the winter apocalypse, the apocalyptic forever tundra winter is, is definitely, definitely potential. I um mm. I also did a bit of research, right? There's a thing called numerology, right? Don't know if it's bullshit right. or not. I, I, I don't <laughs> want to introduce new sort of things in this podcast that are going to be taken in sort of a more cultist way. But, right, there's there's a definition for the number nine, because that's what I was thinking. I was like, is nine like an apocalypse number or something? Num this is what it says, right? The number nine is powerful. It represents completion, although not a final ending. More like a fulfillment of one cycle that you can prepare to initiate the next one. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like there could be something else, right? It could be about another world where Christmas never stopped and it's a disaster. Like Groundhog Day, but Christmas. Exactly. That would it's be just hard. not stop snowing. I, I don't think any of that is in the text at all. <laughs> a repetition. Like a literal, no, no. Where's the repetition? A literal thousand Many of the years. things that Dylan says. And could be a different text. one for sure, but... Oh no, literally. I mean, think... Yes. What does that mean? He seemed a hundred winters old. Oh. Okay. No, but that's yeah. the person he's, that's right. that seems a hundred winters old. Hundred. Because he's a hundred. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And I I wonder as well if that old friend 
could be referencing Santa Claus. That's maybe. what I was gonna say, Charlie. Sorry, sorry, Maggie. Yeah, it's like it. your old friend. Like, oh, you know, yeah. whether or not it's really Santa, it gives him that mm. feeling of Santa. Like, oh, that's my old friend Santa. There, you know, my childhood yeah. friend. Yeah, exactly. I mean, who is Santa? You know, for for the three hundred sixty-five days of the year, who is he? You know, he could be anyone. He's a stable boy. <laughs> Okay, so guys, do we think it's a Christmas poem or do we not? Tom, start. Totally. I love it. Christmas poem for sure. Cool. Charlie? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be yeah, I don't I don't yeah, I think I think it probably is because it's it's even though it's not mentioning Santa Claus explicitly, it is hinting at him. So yeah, I think it's probably a Christmas poem. Hundred percent. It says it says Merry Christmas. But yeah, so, but that's Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Die hard. That's what I'm going to say to that. Maggie? Um, yes, because it's talking about invoking the feelings of Santa, whether or not it really is Santa. Okay, nice. Rachel? Mm. Obviously, yes, it's a Christmas poem. <laughs> cool. I mean, I, I think it's a Christmas poem. I just think it's saying something completely different, you know? Apocalypse Christmas. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think that's, um, yeah. It's supposed to be thought-provoking, right? I'd like to get a definition of what you guys think a Christmas poem is, though. Just like yeah. very roughly. Is it a poem mm. set in Christmas or about the feeling of mm. Christmas? I think that's tricky. So when, I, when we were trying to sort of find poems for this as well, me, me and my wife Emma were saying that um, so many Christmas poems ha- like are like about Christmas Day or, or things like that. They're really obviously Christmas poems. And there's not... We, we struggle to find any that... Mm. So I guess Christmas poem is, like you say, they have to mention Christmas probably <laughs> in it, or at least give you like a Christmassy feeling. But I, I think that we could have a look at some of these poems and see if there's, you know, like a, a background story, maybe it's the hidden meaning. I feel like sometimes right. the really good ones, there is some connotations. Cool. Okay. Uh, what's cool. our next poem, Charlie? Our next poem is, uh, I do know this poet very well. It's my wife, Emma. Um, <laughs> so go easy guys uh, okay uh, but this is called Ghosts uh, by Emma Pidcock uh, would anyone else like to read this one yeah I could read it <laughs> or I can read I it I could read go it on, <laughs> so this is called Ghosts by Emma Pidcock memory calls in the night ice cracked glass and night the tangled glittering tree remember when we would us two hold fire in our eyes bright promise of tomorrow so, uh, yeah. What this do we is think, a lovely guys? poem. Yeah, Holy. it's really nice. Ice crack glass. Two haikus, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. Two haikus. Yeah, well done. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. And it's, um, it's a Christmas poem because the glittering tree. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just, just fast forward to that. It's a yeah, there we the go. tangled glittering tree means it's a Christmas tree. The title does does throw me off though ghost what's mm. i mean i know you got the ghost of christmas past and all that but mm-hmm. is it really yeah. that christmasy with a title like that i mean don't we deal with a lot of grief around the holidays i think a lot of people experience like heightened grief around the holidays mm. yeah that's true yeah, yeah. definitely yeah definitely yeah and i think just not like a overtly like christmasy merry christmas poem doesn't mean it's not a christmas poem um, and mm. doesn't mean it's just about Christmas. It can be a Christmas grief poem or a Christmas love poem, you know? 
Mm. I feel like this one has that because it's about in the past. Remember with us to hold fire in our eyes, bright promise of tomorrow. How in the past you were looking forward to the future, but you're in the future of the future. Mm. So you're looking at mm. this feeling as a ghost of this very Christmassy feeling of the being maybe elated and looking forward to the future. But this Christmas feeling mm. isn't there in the present. If that if that makes yeah. sense. It's interesting you bring up time because it's called ghosts, right? And I, she used the word hold fire in our, in our eyes, which fire, I feel, is like a very current thing, right? It's a very present thing. In the past, there's no fire. It's just, uh, well, in the future, there's ashes. And in the past, there's no fire. There's just wood, you know? So I feel like the fire bit is very, very current. Yet the title mm. is obviously based in the past. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. past. There's memory, there's remember, there's tomorrow. The tomorrow's future. That's true. Isn't it? Yeah. I, I want to be careful, Charlie, because you said it's your wife that wrote it. But to me, this is about a loss of passion yeah. and about a nostalgia for a time when, <laughs> when you um, you rem- it's, just, it's a memory of a Christmas past. It may not even be be written about the the current. That it's not Christmas at the time of writing necessarily, but it's um, a very yeah. nostalgic poem about um uh, yeah. remembering a christmas and there's a there's a sense of loss there and the loss seems to be the mm. the fire between the two so i'm just gonna leave it there um and not comment okay. on your marriage any further <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good no that's a it's, yeah it's cool <laughs> shall we be having a chat later yes. <laughs> no <laughs> and just to clarify my marriage is perfectly fine um, <laughs> I guess um, when I was talking with Emma about this, she was like, because it is sort of like this grief poem, the ghosts can be metaphorical, but they could also be like literal, like if people have passed away. Um, And so like looking at through that, you know, I think this is quite a mournful poem and whether we can, whether Christmas poems can be mournful. Mm. I mean, maybe it's not about you and your wife. Maybe it's about her and her mother or, you know, any family member. Yeah, Charlie, it's not always about you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I was going to say something similar. Um, my mom passed away on Christmas Eve, so I have a lot of sad Christmas poetry, you know? Christmas isn't all about, I love Christmas. I'm like jolly, holly, jolly spirit, but I still have sad Christmas poems because, yeah, it's a time of heightened mm. grief for a lot of people, whether the loss was around Christmas or not. And so, yeah, that poem definitely. And I think that we even think about like, again, not to comment on the state of your marriage, but like we all think about like <laughs> relationship past at Christmas time and, and people that we've spent Christmas yeah. in the past that we no longer do, whether no matter how we've lost them, you know, um, and just thinking about like, oh, what would I yeah. give them this year or, you know, different things like that can come up. And um, so, yeah, I think it's also worth mentioning, but that this this could be nothing to do with you, Charlie. It could be a previous boyfriend. Um, when you're writing mm. poetry. You really need to sort of grab for all of the memories. So. It's probably the passion mm. that she felt for somebody else completely. So don't worry about it. You're not making it any better, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> <There's>... <laughs> Charlie's roasting so fine. <laughs> like, just like... So also Christmassy <laughs> roasting. Mm. <laughs> yeah, being roasted on the head of fire. <laughs> yeah. I mean, from my personal view on this poem, uh, there. We, we had a, a loss in our family this last year. And so 
I, my Emma wrote this this year, so my sort of view of it is that she, I think she sort of wrote it for someone in our family. Um, my grand, my grandfather passed away, oh, and so I think actually, yeah, thank you, yeah. Um, but he he passed away like two days after Christmas last year, yeah. and so this is sort of like uh, you know it's sort of about my my nana, and you know now she's on her own basically, and maybe it is a perspective from the perspective of your nan. Great. Well, that was nice. Uh, what's our next poem, Charlie? Cool. Have we all said if it's a Christmas poem, or do we just like oh yes, with Rachel sorry, of saying yes? Are we all just saying yes? <laughs> well, you've just admitted it is really, haven't you? Yeah, yeah basically. Well, I'd, I'd like to go against the green here and say it's not a Christmas. Poem. Go for it. It's just that you know because it's not okay. about Christmas, right? Like Christmas isn't the focal point of it. You know, it's about the the romance Ooh. or the relationship or the grief. You know, there's there's three other four other things before you get to Christmas, right? I agree with Tom. The time is irrelevant. Amazing. Mm. It's, the, it's just the backdrop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The green screen. That's good. Okay. Cool. This is good. We're getting some nuance now. I like it. Um, I'm guessing everyone else thinks it's a Christmas poem, right? Absolutely. Um, I, like I said, Christmas brings out that heightened grief. Would this person be grieving that particular way had it not been Christmas? Mm. True, mm. true, true, true. It's, okay. it's kind of like yeah. birthdays. Like we might write a, a birthday grief poem because you're missing someone on your birthday or something. Uh, what's our next poem? <clears throat> so this poem is uh, one of my favorite poems. It might actually be my favorite poem. Um, it's by Robert Frost and it's called Stopping by Woods. It's already a, a Christmas evening. poem. It's called Robert Frost, Charlie. Uh-huh. There we go. Was all of his poetry uh, Christmassy but, though? Uh... <laughs> Not not lots of it. <laughs> not lots of it is Christmassy. Do you want to but, just give us a recap uh, on him? I know we've covered him extensively before. Yeah. Um, so he was sort of around the turn of the century. Uh, he was a, does lots of depictions of rural life. He, he's from America and, yeah, um, very famous. He wrote the, uh, you know, Two Roads Diverged in the Yellow Wood, uh, you yeah. know, and things like that. Um, so very famous poet. Mm. And, yeah, just beautiful it just is the way he uses words are just beautiful. So, um, who would like to read this one? Tom, do you want to give it a go? Stopping by woods on a snowy evening by Robert Frost. Whose woods these are, I think I know. His house is in the village, though. He will not see me stopping here to watch his woods fill up with snow. My little horse must think it queer to stop without a farmhouse near between the woods and frozen lake. The darkest evening of the year. He gives his harness bells a shake to ask if there is some mistake. The only other sounds the sweep of easy wind and downy flake. The woods are lovely, dark and deep, but I have promises to keep and miles to go before I sleep. And miles to go before I sleep. Morning asleep, that's for sure. <laughs> Oi. It's the poem. It's my favorite poem. poem. I'm sorry, it's not your voiceover, it's the poem. <laughs> not insulting. <laughs> no, I'm not like Dylan. I, Charlie I knows guess. I'm not a fan of Robert Frost. I've said it extensively. Um, I just think he's a pretty sad guy. But anyway, let, let's carry on. Let's, let's do this. So I guess I partly have to do a bit of a pitch. So um, my, I was talking to my wife about this because I wanted to use this and she said, well, you could do a different spin on it. Um, that it's potentially, is this poem, is Santa Claus the speaker in the poem? Anyway. <laughs> that is a twist. <laughs> that is a new spin. 
<laughs> the hype. Yeah. It is. It is a spin. Oh, I'll admit It's a that. lens we're looking at the poem through, right? Yes. Mouse yeah. to go before I sleep. Yeah, I mean, if it's going for the whole world. Yeah. Yeah. To deliver gifts. It's, uh... Who's the he then? And he gives his harness bells a shake. And that's supposed to be the Santa Clausy bit. And that's not, that's somebody that the speaker sees. But otherwise, if you take that line out, then it would work that um, the perspective is actually Santa's. Well, the he is his, is his horse. So his horse has got harness on it. And so it's like shaking it. Then, um, then yeah, I would say that it, it, it is Santa. I like the, um, he, he will not see me stopping here as well. That's kind of Santa-y, isn't that it? That is. But see, mm. disagree with yeah. the fact it's Christmas Day, because it's not. Uh, or Christmas Eve, no, because it's, it's the not. longest night or the darkest night of the year. And that's typically yeah. the winter solstice, which is like the 21st or 22nd, yeah. generally. So mm. I'm actually going to mm. disagree, and it's not a Christmas poem. It's a winter poem. Ah. <laughs> but Maggie, it might be a late, it might be a late or early, you know, delivery. Because he's, he's in the middle true. of nowhere. I mean, the seems. kids could be going to the beach or something, right, Rachel? And this is true. <laughs> I think it might just be a postman in winter. I feel like he just wants to kill himself, to be honest. <laughs> oh wow okay yeah <laughs> no I, yeah though it's this, the big sleep he's talking about at the end yeah uh -huh. i mean well maybe think that my little horse must think it's queer to stop without a farm farmhouse near so he's just stopping for no reason and then he says but i have promises to keep and miles to go before i sleep so he's mm. saying i have to keep going and not stop here in the middle of nowhere which to me indicates mm. that he just wants to die you know that's very Santa, though, isn't it? Like, promises to keep, you know, like he's promised a lot of kids. Can I just jump in here at this uh, juncture and let you know that there is now a six-year-old in the room with me? <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you no very worries. much. I was just going to say, we're talking about, like, the darkest night of the year, and, and that kind of goes along with that, like, depression aspect of, like, I'm in this mm. darkness and, and I've got mm. it going in these promises to keep and stuff. Mm. I'm in the darkness. So I really, that is a good thought. Pro like, I like that. Mm. And that could be a, a metaphorical yeah. winter, you know, like the winter of your mind and just being mm -hmm. oh, like yeah. the seasons. Mm -hmm. And it, that, it's not necessarily winter in the, in the reality. Yeah. Reality. Yeah. I feel like, you know, you've said it might be with the protective of Santa, but I feel like it's maybe someone who knows him. You know, we talked about his identity. Like the way he talks mm. about him, it's like someone that's classified. You know, his house in, is in the village, mm. though. You know, like I know about this person. I know his secret identity kind of thing, you know? Uh -huh, okay. Yeah. I really like, yeah, I really like the, um, my, well, my favorite line is the woods are lovely, dark and deep, but I have promises to keep. And it's like, it's almost like these woods are like an opportunity or like a, like, you know, if we think about death, right? Like the, if the woods represent like death and the unknown and, mm. you know, he's like, oh, I'd just love to go and just explore that and go. I think that's what I find beautiful. Like, cause death is obviously like a horrible thing, but like it presents it here in such a beautiful way. It's actually quite alluring in a way. Like, not that I want to die. That's <laughs> but, like, <laughs> just. I'm okay. I'm all. I'm all fine. Um, You're okay. Yeah, you know, Your like, marriage is okay. <laughs> it's all good, guys. It's all fine. You know, but like, yeah, it's just you know, he he could easily get lost in the, these woods, and mm. he can't. He's got to. So like, okay, so you guys going. seem to think it's about death and suicide. So let me ask <laughs> yeah. you, what has the title? How can you 
connect that to the title of Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening? What does that title mean if that's the theme? It's, it was his physical description of what he does. But it's meant to be metaphorical, is it not? Because if it's metaphorical about him wanting to end his life, what does that mean? What's, what's him stopping by this random place representing? I almost come to that moment. I stop by. I, I you know, gather whatever, you know, I, I make my plans and these things. I stop by death. I ponder death. I, I really consider it for a moment. And there's no evening is... Is a very dark snow. It's a cold snow. There's no warmth in there. Especially at no. night, like there's not a bunch of people out dirtying the snow and and making it all grimy and dirty. So at the same time, like you're walking away from these woods and into this like pure snow of like. Mm, that's yeah. an interesting concept. Mm. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Is it a Christmas poem? <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, most people saying no, most people... Uh, Tom? Yeah, I think, I I think no. no. Okay, okay, well that's a pretty, pretty easy one. Mostly because Charlie didn't write Chris's haiku on it, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, no. <laughs> okay. And, and I think we're all pretty decided that it's not Santa. <laughs> no, Robert Frost isn't related to Jack Frost, we know that now. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think this is the better one out of Robert Frost's poem. I just think the guy bores me. He seems to just walk for ages, write a bunch of poetry in the middle of a forest. Um, I think he just needs to get out in the city, go on a night out. You know, I just feel this guy needs a bit of a life, you know? Um, but that, that's my thoughts anyway. So the last poem is the big decider whether this one is a Christmas poem or not. And this is one I've written. Um, so, yeah. Uh, is it okay with your child, Rachel? Yeah, I was just going to say that, actually. <laughs> I think that's absolutely fine. We're not familiar with this term, so um, this should not oh, be an issue. Dylan, do you want me to sing the jingle? Yes, do the jingle. Go on. I don't have jingle bells, but I have a shaky egg. Does that... Okay. Yeah. Will that, will that suffice? That would suffice. It's Dylan's poem, it's Dylan's poem, it's Dylan's poem time. Bob. I like <laughs> that such added production for Christmas, that is. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Charlie, uh, well, you've he's gone. gone. Yeah. After that. That was too <laughs> he's much. He's just given him. up. He's <laughs> pieced out. Oh, uh, there you go. Was that his mic drop? <laughs> okay, I'm back. Okay, so this is my poem. It's called Cock in a Sock. <clears throat> Have you ever tried to put a cock in a sock on a winter's day? It just flaps around and doesn't stay fey. You try different things, shrinking it down, tying it to a string. You try feeding it, and suddenly it stays. That's all that was needed, and you tried in so many ways. This cock is home for Christmas. Well, it's definitely a Christmas poem. No, it's <laughs> Okay. Um, Maybe I should have yeah. put that last line okay. in, thinking about that. No ambiguity there. Yeah, I, I distinctly feel like this is like the college guy comes home for Christmas <laughs> and makes some bad mistakes in his parents' house. That is what this poem screams to me. So while it, it, it's set around Christmas, it's more about, yeah, the, the non-Christmas topics. I mean, yeah, I, I think this is a, this is a, a comment on the energy crisis. Um, nice. We're having to do what we can to keep our extremities warm and functioning. And um, so it's very current. Yeah. Very current, At least 50%. Um, and will resonate with many. I think this year, as we go into the the cooler, <laughs> cooler temperatures, Christmas time. 
I can't believe Rachel got it. Is it about chicken? It, okay. Because so it, it says Rachel around, right? So Todd, that is one one meaning of it. The other meaning was the the energy crisis. So those are my two thoughts. Was it being mm. like you know, obviously a chicken, a cock chicken, um, about you know, like um, the sort of energy crisis, but also um, you know, uh, being able to, <laughs> to to eat as well, being able to afford to eat as well, um, like trying mm. different things, trying to like very layered. <laughs> well, what else? You know, I'm just wondering how big this sock is, though, that it can fit an entire chicken in it. I mean, how big does it need to be? It's like a stocking, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's what the stocking also represents. You know how people put little nice things mm. in stockings? They're not like they're not big presents, mm-hmm. but they're like little things that you get people. And okay. sometimes there's like a, a bit of thought behind it, if that makes sense. Then you've put this cock is home for Christmas. You know, like the roosters have come home. One that last line is a standalone poem, mm. Christmas poem, um, mm. for your new pornography slash poetry podcast. This coffee <laughs> home for Christmas. It's a really positive message. I like it. it makes me feel warm and festive. So, <laughs> so yeah. If we great job. Like, that's what I was gonna say. Thank you. If we take it in a sexual sense, I always have memories of having a lot of sexual jokes. Uh, during Christmas time, like my family would come over and my auntie would always make jokes about like sausages and stuff. It's really embarrassing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like, you know, sex jokes and Christmas to me, it, it works. <laughs> it goes hand it's in home. hand. It goes- it's home. Yeah. The cock mm. is home for Christmas. Yeah. I don't know if you know what Hooters is. Yes. Yeah. My uncle would only come over for Christmas dinner if we all went for Christmas Eve dinner at Hooters when I was a child. Oh, wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That man loves chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He loves the cock in his sock, that's for sure. (laughs) Cock in a cocko van. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we we have a Hooters in Nottingham. Uh, Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, we do. I think there's one in Manchester as well. They they don't like it, so the, the, the government and people are like trying to shut them down because they don't like the business model. Mm. <laughs> well, thank you, everyone, for coming on. Uh, we've had Tom and Lulu uh, from Poetry to Your Ears. We had Rachel Ferguson, um, who has some great poetry on her page, and she's looking very cute right now with her kids. Um, <laughs> adorable. And we had Maggie oh. Boyer, the one and only. Thank you, guys. Of course. You know Maggie. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Thank, Thank you, you so very much, much for joining us. Thank you so much, guys, Thank for you. having us.